0: Hello, and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin.
1: Good evening, my name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. I wanna give a shout out to Henry Schein Dental Supply Company, I want to give a shout out to Vocal Dental Supply and Patterson Dental Supply. Without their support, these podcasts would be very difficult. And a big thanks to David Wolf and his podcast team that make these podcasts possible. I'm happy to say we have a guest tonight, Ed Valitis. He's written a book, and I believe he can be a tremendous help to our dental profession with his knowledge and background. There are certainly things that I uh, I've read and heard that were new to me and hopefully will be new to you. Ed, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and to, you know, share some time with you and your audience. I actually started out in uh in at Deutsche Bank in commercial banking and then I've been a partner in a CPA firm before I started doing M&A advisory work, so that's mergers and acquisitions. And so in terms of background, I, I live in Florida now, started up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and and have been uh, selling uh, a variety of practices and and companies now for well over a decade, in addition to some of the other consulting work I've done.
1: Ed, I think uh, the book, the title is Exit Like a Winner. What's the, the point? What, what are you trying to convey to the readers? What's the take-home message for those who don't have the book or aren't familiar with your book?
0: Yeah. So when I wrote the book, there's two primary themes I noticed, and my passion is is really helping entrepreneurs in dental practices and uh, in other fields to. Make wise choices. So when they work their entire lives, uh, they've had the cash flow challenges and building their practice. They've uh, had long nights, long days, and and it's it's unfortunate since they don't typically have a pension. Uh, they're when they sell their practice, they, they need to harvest the wealth from it, and it needs to be a, very successful for them because that really can be their pension or at least a good a good piece of it. And so what I do is focus on two issues. The first one being helping them figure out when is the ideal time to sell. And so I go deep on that and help them get really clear on on when is the right time for them. Because many dentists that I've spoken with have, have suffered for, you know, one to five to eight years, just like, should I sell now? Should I wait three years? You know, et cetera. And that goes on. And the other piece is when they have the opportunity to sell, how to do it the most successful way possible and minimize the pitfalls and In setbacks that can actually be very costly and and minimize the the value they harvest from their business.
1: Ed, I don't know if you're familiar, but I've purchased, bought, and sold over 30 dental practices. I've dealt with managed service organizations, dental service organizations. I've had as many as uh, 15 practices, 260 employees, 29 associates. And what I like to tell our listeners is there's almost no mistake that I haven't made which not only created stress for me, but also was financially problematic. Is there something that you can tell our listeners? Something about, let's say, an unsolicited letter of intent. Sometimes uh, we dentists, particularly in our late 40s, 50s, and 60s, these companies know that we're probably looking for some kind of exit strategy. Are there some red lights? Are there some issues that we should be prepared or consider uh when we get an unsolicited offer.
0: I'm glad you bring that up, because that certainly is a is a very important consideration. It can always be flattering to have uh, received an LOI, which means, you know, someone finds my my practice attractive, they want to buy it. And so they can be initially appealing. The the major downsides to that are one, it's not a competitive environment. So you have one buyer who in most cases is asking you to take your practice off the market or give them an exclusive for some period of time while they do their due diligence and determine if they want to purchase it so you don't have any perspective as to what the true value of the practice is.
1: So, Ed, when you were discussing these issues with our audience, I think basically what you're trying to inform us is that with more competition, there's a greater likelihood that the offers will probably be more competitive and better and for our listeners there could be a concern of taking your practice off the market while a potential purchaser is doing their due diligence would you agree with that
0: yeah uh, absolutely and and most things in life it's good to have competition and so when you remove the competition you know, the opportunity for you to get the best possible, you know, terms and price for your business, uh, for your practice is is reduced. And it's something that professional buyers want to do. They want to isolate you, take you off the market, have you tied up in a LOI that prevents you from taking and considering other offers. For them, it's a big advantage. And you also have to look at it from their perspective as, as most dentists, unlike yourself, may sell the practice once in a lifetime and so they're not familiar with the entire process of exiting and how to do it. And so the professional buyer who maybe has bought in twenty, thirty, forty, a hundred practices or more, they're a distinct advantage. And so it's to their advantage to have you in a in a letter of intent uh, by far. You know they're you know you're one and done, and they're on their seventy fifth acquisition.
1: That's a good segue, Ed. I believe you're a CBI, a Certified Business Intermediary. Is that correct? Correct. And I actually was not familiar with the term or the title. Can you tell our listeners some of the advantages of working with the Certified Business Intermediary and what some of the statistics show us that by dealing with someone with those skills, background, and training can help that individual who's thinking about some kind of exit strategy?
0: Yes, uh, the the, fir- the first and probably most significant will be, then generally, the practices will sell for twenty percent uh, higher than they would if you hadn't used uh, a CBI, you know, professional, skilled, and trained in uh, in selling and representing you, because when you sell a business, it's a very confidential process. Confidentially is utmost. Um, and you certainly don't want um, you know, your patients and the general community all having conversations that you plan on selling soon. So we can keep it confidential. We understand your financials and, and the value and where the value might be hidden. Every practice is unique and it's a little bit like a Every, every diamond is unique. There's no two identical diamonds even. And so you have to be able to look at around the diamond, look for its unique characteristics and advantages and pros and cons. You may be located on the, in a beach community and that may be a huge advantage and give you higher multiples just because of the quality of life you offer for the new owner who's acquiring your practice. Whereas if you have a small practice in West Virginia, for example, you would potentially uh, receive less for your practice because of the location, even if the financial numbers would indicate it should sell for an equal price as to one located in a more favorable location, like a beach community, for example.
1: Ed, in, in your background and in your experience, are you seeing the dental profession consolidating? Are you seeing more of what I refer to as managed service or managed support organizations? generally financially backed by venture capital groups do you find that's growing and uh, what are your thoughts on that
0: it's it's growing you know tremendously and i am uh, aware of dentists who are specifically taking their practice maybe i traditionally had had uh, t- two dentists and and four chairs and growing it out to you know eight or ten chairs and adding a couple additional dentists so that they they look attractive to these managed uh, providers, these private equity groups, and so they want a certain size in terms of EBITDA and, and numbers and cash flow to make it viable for them. So that is one option for an exit strategy. If you have time, is to say, well, I need to to go to the next level so that I can look at my retirement, uh, needs and what I hope to do with that cash flow when I exit and make sure that it's, uh, you know, meets, meets your objectives. So that's a good reason to get a business practice, uh, valuation done, you know, at, at the early in the process. So you really understand what the numbers look like realistically before you go to, before you decide when and how to sell.
1: And I've had other guests on my podcast and I've heard, uh, numbers of 10, 12 times even, a six times even, seven times EBITDA. Is that just generally because some of it is a little bit of luck? The uh, purchasers are looking for a specific footprint, a specific type of practice that meets their overall strategy short and long term. Is there something that you could tell our audience tonight that you would recommend that probably would set them up significantly to be get the best investment or best return on their time and effort over their uh, dental career is there something that you see over and over again that uh, the dental profession it forgets about or just doesn't pay as much attention a couple of pearls that you might recommend to our audience tonight
0: absolutely first i would say don't sign an loi until you've had had extensive time to um, review and consider it, and even then you may want to revise it so it doesn't preclude you from entertaining other offers. Two would be getting an opinion of value, which is similar to getting an appraisal on your practice. Um, it's much less expensive, but it allows you to determine what the market value will be unique to your practice. And there are n- different aspects based upon your geography, who you're serving, lo- you know, many other factors, you know, the equipment, et cetera, how you operate that can heavily influence the valuation. And so you want to understand what that is. And then third, you have to be really clear on why you want to sell. And is this the right time for you to sell? And so in my book, it takes a deep dive in that exit, like a winner talks specifically about personal issues. People deal with We all have areas we have blind spots or that we're in denial about in our lives, and it helps you take the blinders off and look at your life more holistically uh, to make a good personal decision, because it's a personal and a business decision. You can't separate the two. So you want to start there.
1: Ed, is there a way that our audience could uh, contact you, get your book, exit like a winner? Tell us a little bit so that we could reach out with either your website, phone number, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Uh, absolutely. The practice is called edisonavenue.com, and that's all spelled out, avenue spelled out. So, edisonavenue.com. And the book, Exit Like a Winner, is available on Amazon and Barnes Noble and Noble and other avenues. In fact, I'm about three or four weeks away from releasing the uh, audible version of that as well. So, that'll be available uh, here shortly. Right now, it's available on an ebook or in a, in a soft copy book.
1: What's that number that our audience can reach you at?
0: or the website edisonavenue.com.
1: We've been talking to uh, Mr. Ed Velaitis and his expertise in helping dentists go through the, the selling of their practice. He's a certified business intermediary, and I would like to get him back as soon as possible to just dive in a little deeper into how he can help us strategize to get the maximum return on our investment for the years and decades that we've put in uh, to our, our profession. I want to give a shout out and a thanks to uh, Mr. David Wolf and his podcast associates for putting this together. And again, a thank you to Focal Dental, Patterson Dental, and Henry Shine for the sponsors of these podcasts. Ed, thanks so much for your expertise. I look forward to getting you back. We appreciate your knowledge and your help to our profession.
0: My pleasure.